shop and you swore One. All praise is due to your meth Wu Tang clan. Scream on it, hey, go. Yo, we at the weed gate, waiting for Jake. We want eight ravioli bags, two thirsty villains yelling belly aches. Heavyweight rhyme writers hitting the grass, that's the ripest. Pull out this kite from this white bitch, talking about dead ghosts. You the only nigga I know. Like when the cops come, you never hide your toes. Get started, mashing. CBL, ice water, metallic. Past tense, placed in gold caskets. Drew Hill bitches, specialists lounging at the mine. Sway Kofi rap under cover dentures. Rhymes is made of garlic. Never in the target when the knocks it. Rumor is you might start to spit. You nice, Lord. Sweet daddy, Grace Wynn lifted on the dance floor. Make oats free, followed by gods. Dunkin' high monument cakes. Be never half baked, Alaskan. Yo, 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 everybody, welcome back to the motherfucking minority sports report. I am your boy, Big Black. Jay Sox, even in the best battle I love. Jay Snoggy Doggy. Yeah. Cool. What up? So, so most people think that the NFL, that football season is over. Yeah. No college, there's no professional, but no. They were wrong. He said, we're not having that. In memory of the AAF, we got the XFL 2.0. It's weird that they keep calling it in the inaugural season. I know, it's weird. This is not the inaugural season. season, I'm like, no, no, you can't pretend that that other season didn't happen. (laughs) For real? (laughs) Excuse me. Yeah, this was what? What was the first time? 2001, it said. Wow. It was like 20 years ago, basically. Yeah. Holy shit. But but we had our first XFL game this weekend. Yep. I watched... Um, most of them today. Yeah, did you watch both of them? Most of the first one and part of the second one. Yeah. I watched. Uh, I watched probably about three quarters of the uh, the what was it, Tampa versus New York. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's not bad. No. It's better than the AAF. That's. Yeah, it's better, better than the AAF. And, I don't know. It's, I don't know. I was reading something about it. They they said Vince could lose up to three hundred fifty million dollars before he starts seeing a profit. Yeah. I'm like, Vince is probably isn't Vince worth more than a billion dollars? Yeah. Yeah. So he can afford to lose that much on an investment. Mm-hmm. And most investments aren't instant return on money either. So. It's totally feasible for him to be losing this kind of money for a little bit. But, yeah, it was weird too because uh, they had a uh, um, Greg Olson in the booth on the first game. And that was weird. Talking wow, about, huh? Did he retire this year? Did like didn't he just retire? I'm not a hundred percent sure. Because um, even if he no, didn't, I'm thinking Luke. I'm thinking Luke Keekly. Oh, yeah. Because I'm like, even if he did retire, it's not NFL season, so it doesn't matter. He can be in the booth. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that shit was. Uh, it was strange hearing him talking about. Oh yeah, I played with this guy in college, and I played with this guy. I was like, what the fuck. Uh, yeah, it seems like the talent level on this is higher than it was on the AAF. 
It is. Um, uh, I, I I agree with you. I agree. I think. I mean, I knew yeah. who Mark is. Yeah, I knew who one of the punchers was. <laughs> <laughs> no, and that's what's crazy because, like, if, if you know a lot of football, if you've been watching football for a long time, you do know some of the names in there. Um, yeah. Whether you're a college watcher or a professional watcher, um, but yeah, it's. I think the talent level's higher because the XFL is viewed as more legitimate than the AAF because Vince McMahon made the WWE empire. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I feel like there were a lot of people who played in the AAF, but a lot of people also were like, nah, I'm still holding out for the NFL. Whereas those guys, I would feel like, are like, you know what? Let me try this shit out because, you know, who knows? I also think the TV deal is going to matter too because if Fox is playing, you know, if Fox or ABC are playing these games like every Sunday on ABC, not ESPN or whatever, yep. they're going to attract at least, at least a decent amount of audience. Absolutely. And that was the uh, downfall for the double AF. Um, I believe so. The first game drew $3.3 million. And I know for a fact that's higher than the AAF because it was like two up. It's actually in this article. Here it is. 2.9 for the Alliance of American Football. So, I mean. Well, yeah, and it's also, there wasn't, I don't know. There's You believe that there's money behind Vince, you know? Absolutely. For whatever, whatever piece of shit human being Vince McMahon is. And he is a piece of shit of a human being. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he, he does business well. Yes. Yes, he does. Uh, uh, you know, and yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I, I wasn't, I don't know. I'm not a fanatic about it. I don't think I'm going to, if the games are on, I might have them on in the background. But uh, as of right now, like, I'll just say I watched the same amount of uh, I watched the same amount of XFL today as I did uh, P uh, the PW uh, the PBL, which is the Pro Bowling League. Oh, so I watched that about the same amount. <laughs> yeah. Eesh. Um, <laughs> I had it on at the store, right? And this is funny. It was the bowling, and then. Um, you know, I was just on, and I was actually like reading a book, kind of. And this customer comes in, and he's like talking to me. He's like, "So I went down to the lanes over, and uh, you know, blah blah blah. And they were they were they weren't even open." And I was like, "Oh, oh, that's cool, I guess." But I was like, "I don't know." And he was like, yeah. "Well, you're you got the bowling on," and I was like, "Oh, it's just on. <laughs> <laughs> it's just on, brother. Yeah, it's not that I have a choice. It's like that." <laughs> I used to watch the. No, I kind of was. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was like, it's better than infomercials. No, for real. I was gonna say I used to watch TMZ all the time when I was working there in the back because it was just on. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, so XFL is on for the next nine weekends for the regular season. Um, we have eight teams again. Uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna go through the scores here. The Seattle Dragons beat, I mean, lost to the D.C. Defenders. The Houston Roughnecks, oh, that's sorry, the score was 1931. 
Uh, the LA Wildcats lost to the Houston Roughnecks 37 17. Uh, the Guardians beat the Vipers. New York Guardians beat the Tampa Bay Vipers 23 3. And the Dallas Renegades lost to the Seattle Battlehawks 15 9. Um, yeah. Yeah, the games are all kind of one sided. Yeah, then there's, there's already like betting lines and all types of dumb shit. The favorites to win the soup, the, their championship, and yeah, but we'll see where it goes. We'll see where it goes. Um, like I said, so far it is better than the Alliance of American Football, and uh, yeah, I think the kickoff was pretty cool. Like reading about it, I was like, "This is kind of dumb," but actually seeing the kickoff, I think that was pr- pretty tight. Did you see any of that? Uh, no, I didn't notice what. Oh. Like, uh, what is it? So they, uh, what's the difference? It's, uh, the punter, I mean, the kicker kicks it from like the same spot in the NFL. Um, however, they offensive line, the, the, sorry, the kicking team lines up 10 yards away from the receiving team. Uh, uh-huh. and, and they, no one can move except for the kicker and the guy and the receiver of the ball. Um, until he catches the ball, then everybody else can like kind of you know try to go for blocks and shit. And it actually made for some really good kickoff returns. Uh, I think it's pretty cool. I, I like I said, I, I thought reading it on paper was stupid, but seeing it in practice, I could see the NFL eventually doing something like that because it works and it was exciting. I don't know, man. This way is pretty tight. It's pretty tight. There was like 40-yard runs, 50-yard runs. Uh, nobody's getting murdered because they're only 10 yards away from each other. So it's like you just got to yeah. see it. You have to see it. Like once you see it, you'll understand like why I'm like, I don't know, man. That could save the kickoff. But either way, and for the most part, the rest of it's the same. Uh, you have to have one foot in bounds. That's different. Uh, the, the play clock is 25 seconds, and that shit made a huge difference. I didn't think it was going to be that serious, but it really was. It's basically you're in hurry-up offense the whole game because the play clock is 25 seconds. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm watching it now. All right. That's not bad. No, it's not. It's 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 different, and it's doesn't. it's not like gimmicky. It works. Like if we were bought up on kickoffs being that way, I wouldn't think any different of it, you know? Um, it, yeah, it you works. And you don't have all that speed because you're only going 10 yards. Right. So. You can't get that fast in that short amount of time. And the kicker's not going to yeah. fucking murder you on a fucking hit because he's the kicker, you know? Yeah. Um, the other thing that was interesting, speaking of the play clock, was there's a official ball spotter that has nothing to do with the refs of the game. He His only job is to spot the football. Um, so as soon as the play's over, he's already with another ball and it's already ready to go uh, because it's 25 seconds on the clock. And I thought that was stupid at first, but after watching the whole game, I was like, that you you couldn't do it that fast without having somebody focus solely on placing the ball. Um, so you know, after a play, they'll throw the ball to the referee and whatever, and the referee, you know, they'll just keep throwing it to each other till it gets to the middle that same shit happens, 
Um, but they throw it to the outside. And by the time you know it, they're already lined up again. And the dude that's the ball spotter has like a bag full of like balls, two, two or three balls, I believe. And uh, yeah, it's weird. It sounds dumb, but you got to see it. It, it works. Um, and that's what's crazy about how much of it worked. Um, so, yeah, I'll definitely be watching it next week. Yeah, well, all right. So, XFL, you got one convert and one guy who's kind of interested. Yeah. Um, so, uh, well, yeah, we'll see. Uh, but, yeah, I'll, I'll keep an eye out. Um, like I said, the talent level, I thought, was, was better than the AAF. So, mm-hmm. uh, already there, I'm, I'm more interested. So, maybe as the games go on, they get better, more competitive, I'll uh, gain more interest. Yeah. Only time will tell. Who knows? I'm dating a girl from Tampa Bay. Maybe, uh, oh. maybe I'll be a big Tampa fan. <laughs> nice. Well, there's no Colorado team, so. <laughs> I know. Mm. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about some football? We done talking about football. <laughs> some ladies football? Oh, soccer. Sorry. Oh. Football. Yeah, that. Oh, some ladies football. The only football, winning football in America for la- <laughs> <laughs> For real. Uh, but uh, shout out to the U.S. women who beat Canada, our rival 3-0, qualified for the Olympics. Not that we were worried about that. Right. Uh, uh, but yeah, so we've qualified. We're good. We're going to go in. We're going to win another gold medal because mm, that's just what we do. Um, so shout out to our men, our U.S. women. Um, you're the best soccer team in America. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, Olympics, I think is going to be amazing because we're like, we're like three months away or four, four, four or five months away. Yeah. June or July. Tokyo dog. It's, you know, it's going to be fucking crazy. I cannot wait to watch the opening ceremonies because it's going to be fucking bananas. Oh, see, I'm already fucking like, yes, give me more. Goku and Mario are both yeah, global uh, mascots for the Olympics. That is so fucking dope, bro. My childhood. <laughs> and I'm an adult now. It's crazy. Yeah. So. Yeah, you, y'all know. Sonic's a little jelly about that. <laughs> we got to see how that movie does. Then they might sneak him in, you know. <laughs> oh my god that comes out like next week yeah <laughs> uh i'm gonna watch it <laughs> i am i'm gonna watch it i'm not expect i'm not expecting a good movie i just kind of want to see jim carrey in a wacky role again maybe it's like yeah, the, I the mean, mask i was talking with a friend about it he was like i don't know man i don't, I don't like how like the, the fans bullied that change into it I was like, no, man, like, fuck that. There was some executive who was like, this is great. This will be great. They'll love it. Yeah. No. <laughs> and I, it's like, hey, uh. when you got that, I, I guarantee you somebody was like, was like, when that first image was released and everybody was like, what the fuck is happening? And they were like, oh, uh, once you see the, the full design, it'll be fine. But like, no, there was some executive who was like, if they hate the final design, we're changing it. And some asshole was like, I'll bet my career that they love it. Yeah. 
no, that was, you know, I understand where your friend is coming from, um, but no, you have perfect source material. Why change it? Why? Also, Hollywood, let me just tell you something. Sonic has this, his own magical, crazy world <laughs> with humans in it, if you want. And that's the world everybody wants to go to. We don't want to see Sonic in our world. No. No. No, no. no. That's the weird part you know about what? it. I learned an interesting fact tonight. You know why Lego has never adapted Bionicle? Why? Because every time they do, they they want to put humans in it. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. And, and Lego's like, no. No, they don't. They don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> no humans, damn it. Human voices, cool. No, you know, Ugh. fucking people. No, it's just like I don't get it. It's like I mean, like Mario Brothers fucked up. We went to that world, but it wasn't the world we wanted to go to. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> exactly. But it's like you know, you you have these movies, and it's like you know, Lego. Lego movie works because it was it wasn't like, oh, we're we're in a we're humans in a crazy Lego world. No. They were Legos in a Lego world. Yeah, right. Voiced you by know, humans you recognize. Yes. And that's and fine. Yes, there was a human element with the dad and son story, but that's also like Lego. It was a meta, you know. That's Lego though. Yeah. Moms, daughters. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it makes perfect sense what you're saying, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's just I don't know. With the Sonic movie, I'm just like I feel like, you know, Sega came in. They're like, there's this world called Mobius. You know, there are humans and animals. Animals are animals. And then suddenly Hollywood executives are like, nah, we're gonna bring him here because it's gonna be too expensive to make uh, make that uh, Mobius crap. Um, we're gonna bring in James Marston. Fine. Gonna look handsome. Jim Carrey's gonna do it. It's fine. Jim Carrey. Oh yeah, Ace Ventura. Kids love that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, I'll, we're gonna make his hands white. <laughs> He's not gonna wear gloves. He's gonna have white fur on his hands. <laughs> I, I think that's a bad idea. No, it's great. You gotta fucking love it. Right. Oh man. He's gonna have human teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Kids love animals with human teeth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Fucking Sonic. It's going to be a weird one. It's going to be weird. Let me know how it is. If it's just, I mean, you know, I went, I, I went in thinking Lego movie was going to be crap, and I love that movie. No, it's, yeah, right, right, exactly. I'm not saying that I'm going to love Sonic. I'm, to, I'm expecting a complete shit show with fun moments. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but if you're, I just want to know what level of disaster it is because if it's a big enough disaster, there is a chance that I might want to see it. Like, there's a part of me that kind of wants to see cats. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, I just, yeah, that's the appeal. That's yeah, it's yeah, that's that's like, part of the reason. Like, if you come back and you're like, Sonic is like a. A cat level disaster. I will be like, maybe I need to see this movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did it, oh man, oh man. All right. When, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, because we can keep Way going. Huge tangent. 
<laughs> yeah. We did derailed hard as fuck, but it's cool. Because uh, we're going to get right back on track. Because game fucking called and we're going to fucking, you know, just fucking listen. Ah, word. Yeah. Time of year. Yeah, it's his favorite time of the year, um, right after Thanksgiving, <laughs> because because he's got all the fucking all his sports. He's loving it. <laughs> all right, take a listen. In an enemy land, just by destroying Stark Enterprises, we could cripple their national defense. So you, Professor Benko, the world's greatest expert on electricity. Yo, 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 nigga, welcome back, dog. Nothing, dog. No, sir. (laughs) Uh, It's weird watching football after the Super Bowl again for the second year in a row. For me, I actually missed a lot of it. Um, I was at a family thing yesterday, so I missed yesterday's games. And today I was running around doing bullshit, so... But. Yep. Yeah, it was fight. It's tight. I said fight because someone got ejected for uppercutting someone. Scheme uh, just watched that video right before we started recording. And I said, nigga, we just have to record. We got to stop talking. Um, Wait, seriously? Yeah. Wasting content. Wasting content. This nigga, I don't even know his name, but he was number 97 on the newly formed XFL Tampa Bay Vipers. The nigga straight uppercutted this dude like five six seconds after a play or something like that it was stupid so we got our first ejection of the season and that's yeah. all i'm gonna talk about it unless you want to say something crazy. But the shit that i've heard from everybody and seeing the uh, things online this it's it's a hit so far yeah yeah um it's more quality than my beloved double af rest in peace hit him with the hail mary cross on my chesticles and uh yeah, it is a much better product. Um, there's some dudes that were in the double AF uh, who were playing in the XFL. Uh, it was funny, too, because I was watching it. Jess comes in the living room. She's like, what the hell are you watching? Football? I was like, yeah. She's like, what is it? And I told her it was the XFL. She's like, Wasn't this like a thing like 20 years ago? I said, yes. And it's a thing again, baby. 2.0. Bro, I was in middle school. When that shit launched, I, I think I was in like seventh or eighth grade. Ah, it was a while ago, but yeah, it's it's been a long time. I we can say it's been about twenty years, bro, because I was not thirteen years old when the XFL came out, and I am thirty three now. So, oof, oof, niggas is getting old. Getting old as fuck. Old as fuck. Speaking of old as fuck, Supreme Clientele by Ghostface Killer, twenty years old. Go listen to that shit fucking classic album and it happens to be hip-hop one of my all-time favorite classic albums that's what we're opening and closing the show with today if you didn't know it's some ghost face off of supreme clientele oh we might that we might be laying a ghost face track down for my segment oh we're la- we're laying a ghost face track down for scheme segment it's already happening yeah, so you're, you're currently listening to a ghost face track right now. <laughs> the magic of post-production baby <laughs> word. word nigga all right all shit aside, let's get down to business, bro. What are you starting with? All right, so starting off with some minute chill. Uh, try and speed through this because there's a lot to go over. All right. But uh, not just for minute chill, but for everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, we got a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. But uh, yeah, so Bruins uh, currently 34, 11, and 12 with 80 points. Uh, so they're first in the Atlantic. 
first in the Eastern Conference, first in the NHL. Um, yeah, I mean, they're doing pretty good, but the, I think the, the only reason they're doing that good is because of, they're losing a lot in OT and shootouts, but they're still getting points out of it, so it's keeping them up there. Tight. But it also gives me concerns, especially today. They fucking lost Detroit. Detroit is fucking terrible. Ooh, the Red Wings. But, I haven't heard that name in a minute. Yeah. Um, so this week they won on Tuesday. They beat Vancouver four to uh, four to nothing. Wednesday they beat Chicago two to one in OT. Uh, Saturday with yesterday for us that was um, four to two Boston. They killed the Phoenix. And then today they fucking lost to Detroit. Um, I think Detroit got a total of like 14 wins. God damn. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it wasn't good. But uh, next week they got Montreal on Wednesday. Uh, Detroit again on Saturday, so hopefully they can get some revenge there. Yeah. And then next Sunday they got the Rangers. Un Rangers. Uh, the Avalanche. Uh, for you Colorado folk. Uh, they're currently 31-16-6 with 68 points. Uh, so that's good for our second in the Central, second in the Western Conference, Tight. and seventh in the NHL. Uh, this past week, they uh, beat Buffalo 6-1 on Tuesday. They beat Ottawa 4-1 on Thursday. They beat Columbus Saturday, yesterday, 2-1. And... Uh, they're playing tonight, but uh, we're currently recording, and they haven't started because I think they start at uh, like seven thirty for me, so like an hour away from that game. But yeah, so we'll report on that score next week. Uh, this coming week, they got Ottawa on Tuesday, Washington on Thursday, and then they got their stadium series game. Uh, so they're going to be playing at the U.S. Air Force Academy's Falcon yeah. Stadium in Colorado Springs. Uh, so that's on Saturday versus the Los Angeles Kings. That's oh. another game I'm probably going to be checking out next weekend. Some of the homies out here are trying to win tickets so we can go to that shit. Oh, word? <laughs> yeah, but dope. that would be dope, but that's it's a long shot. That would be nice. Uh, overall, in the conferences, uh, in the East, like I said, Boston's in first. Uh, we have the Capitals, Washington Capitals in second, Tampa Bay Lightning in third, Pittsburgh Penguins in fourth, and the Columbus Blue Jackets in fifth. Out west, we have St. Louis Blues in first, Colorado Avalanche in second, Dallas Stars in third, Vancouver Canucks in fourth, and the Edmonton Oilers in fifth. Uh, overall in the league, we got Boston in first, Washington Capitals in second, Tampa Bay Lightning in third, Pittsburgh Penguins in fourth, and the St. Louis Blues in fifth. Tight. <coughs> Sorry, I just took a dab <coughs> for the first time since I've been sick. <coughs> oh. Wow. <coughs> Killing those lungs. <coughs> Holy shit. All right. But uh, yeah, so jump into some AEW. Am I spoiling for you this week, or did you actually watch? I watched it this morning. <coughs> I watched it nice. this morning, right nice. before football. I was pumped. <laughs> uh, so, opening up this week's Dynamite, we had John Moxley versus Ortiz of Santana and Ortiz. Um, it was a good match. Uh, before the match started, Jericho and the rest of the Inner Circle joined the announce team. Uh, so just basically Jericho running in his mouth the entire match. It's pretty entertaining. 
Um, Moxley eventually, eventually got the win. He hit his paradigm shift and got the pin. Uh, he starts yelling at Jericho at the announce table. So Santana, who was in Ortiz's corner, jumps in the ring, jumps him from behind. Uh, Moxley ends up hitting him with the paradigm shift, which is that, like, uh, was it double R PBT? Yeah. And what, after he does that, he starts taunting Jericho with the four GT keys that he he stole from Jericho. Well, Jericho gave it to him before he turned his back on him. Right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so he started taunting him with the keys, and he said, uh, "What do you say? Eye for an eye." And then stabs Santana in the eye with it. So we got another one-eyed pirate running around the AEW. <laughs> Um, and um, after he did that, obviously the inner circle like ran to the ring to try to fuck him up, but he escaped through the crowd, still waving those keys in the air. Yep, that was funny. Uh, next matchup was SCU versus the Best Friends, featuring uh, freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy. Thank you. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> and. Oddly, Christopher Daniels was not in SCU's corner like he always is. I know. But we'll, we'll explain why. Um, so, yeah, this was a good match. Um, yeah, anytime you got SCU with best friends, it's, it, I don't know. I think every tag team in AEW is, like, putting on fantastic shows. No, I was going to say the same, man. Um, there's not... There are obviously weaker tag teams, um, but none of them are bad, um, and that's fucking awesome. These two are some of the, the, the two, two of the top ones, um, especially with Orange Cassidy. Amazing gimmick. Yeah, so but, fucking uh, good. Yeah, so best friends were close to winning the match. Uh, they went for their usual mid-match hug, uh, but that kind of ended up working against them because SCU... Um, basically stole the momentum after that. Uh, they hit their finisher. Forgot the name of it. The Whatever SCU it is, later. Yeah, they, uh, no, was it that? No, they hit something else. Oh, okay. I don't think it was their actual. I don't. It was, I don't think it was the SCU later. <laughs> Fuck, I forgot what it was. But yeah. Um, so after that happens, they get the win. Uh, SCU is quick to exit, obviously, because they are working, still working this Dark Order angle. Uh, so the Dark Order come out to the ring. They attack. Um, why the fuck did I type attack? I'm an idiot. <laughs> they attack SCU and the best friends. Uh, throw everybody out of the ring. Um, Orange Cassidy comes in. And they start trying to offer him one of the Dark Order masks. Uh, basically asking him to join. Uh, Cassidy looks like he's going to put his hands out to grab the mask. And he ends up putting him in the air. Putting him in his pocket <laughs> to do his patented lazy kick combo. Yeah. Um, but um, right before he was going to throw the first kick, the Dark Order jumped him. Started fucking him up. And like I said, Christopher Daniels wasn't at ringside because he had to come running down to the ring to save everybody. Mm -hmm. um, so he ends up coming down. As soon as he gets to the ring, the Dark Order backs off and they just leave. And that's kind of the end of the segment. Yeah. I'm calling it now. The exalted one is fucking Christopher Daniels. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's definitely going to be turning on. SCU I think uh, Doesn't SCU have a title match Or something next week uh, yeah, Is it SCU um, I know it's Kenny It is a title match No it's with the uh, It's with the Young Bucks Right No I can't remember bro Cause they 
They still don't have their shit smoothed out. So like during the show, they were like, "Hey, we got a tag team championship match." And yeah, then like I they announced it, but I, I wasn't sure. Um, but yeah, if, whenever that cha- whenever they get a shot at the championship, I think that's when he's gonna turn on him, and reveal himself as the exalted one behind the dark order. Damn. Damn. But, uh, yeah. So that's that. Um, that dark order thing. If that happens, that I think that's a good turn in that storyline because before those stupid those things are just getting annoying every time they cut to those stupid infomercials. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I saw. I, I felt that angle too, though. As soon as I was like, "Oh, that's the angle they're working." Yeah, yeah. I, I, you can see it coming a mile away. I'd be surprised if they don't go with it, because uh, that would definitely be a surprise. Because this is kind of like blatantly obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, another recent turn in storylines is Britt Baker's heel turn. Uh, so she had her match against a newcomer, uh, Yuka Sakazaki. Sakazaki. Is that how you say it? Hold on, I'm about to. I'm, I'm on the page right now. Yeah. Sakazaki, I think yeah. is how you pronounce yep. it. The magical girl. Um, but yeah, this was a, a good match for these girls. Um, maybe one of the stronger ones in the show. I was about to say. I was gonna say because like. Britt usually puts on a good match, um, but I felt that the uh, Sakazaki elevated her um, with her moves and shit. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely a good back and forth with them. Um, but Baker ended up getting. Uh, well, no, she was going for her lockjaw submission. She didn't get actually get a lock. Yeah, she got reversed. Uh, Sakazaki escapes, ended up rolling her up to. To basically get an upset in her debut, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after the match, Britt Baker went outside the ring, grabs the ring bell, and then hits Sakazaki with it. Uh, hits her from behind, and then makes her bite the bottom rope, and then stomps on the fucking back of her head. Yeah, that shit's tight. Then um, they showed her like spitting out blood, spitting out teeth and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was. It's she fun. Was pretty crazy. Um, yeah. I mean, I wasn't feeling Britt Baker's heel turn with the whole shit talking thing because it wasn't done well. Right. They definitely could have wrote something better. Uh, but the actual heel during a match thing is working out for. Her. Yeah, I was gonna say I felt like this was her strongest uh, performance as a heel. Yeah. I was like, yeah, she's finally embracing that shit. You know, like yeah, for real. she's still. And that's like that's the cool thing about her heel angle, I think, is like as she was coming into the ring, she was interacting with fans who fucked with her and everybody else who didn't fuck with her. She was like, fuck you, you know, Um, and I think that's that's how you stay popular, but still be a bad guy, you know, but continuing, continuing, um, we had the big uh, eight man tag match that was announced last week. Uh, So this is the elite which is Kenny Omega, well, the tag team champions, yeah. Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page, mm-hmm. and they were teaming up with the Young Bucks to take on the Butcher, the Blade, and the Lucha Bros. Uh, oh, that match was fucking obviously insane. Obviously, anytime you have anybody from the Elite, Young Bucks, Lucha Bros, and now even the Butcher and the Blade. No, they are the fucking Bucks. solid. They're just yeah, older. They're solid team. That dude from that death metal band, that big dude with the mustache, he's a beast. No, that's um, the one that's yeah. in the death metal band, uh, the butcher. Yeah, yeah, the big dudes from the death metal band. Okay. It's a guitar, uh, guitar player for every 
Every Time I Die, I think was the name of the band. The Butcher. I may be wrong. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's a great match. Um, uh, Hangman was kind of, towards the end of the match, he was refusing to tag in anybody from his side. He was kind of, like, trying to do it one hand, like, single-handedly. Um, Pentagon Jr. ended up hitting up his Penta driver and got the win. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that dissension between Hangman and the rest of the elite is causing them to... Causing, causing the matches, and I could probably see Paige maybe going for a heel turn. Yeah, but I, 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 wanna, I don't know if it'd be like a true heel. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it would be like a stone cold heel turn. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. The fans fucking love them. Mm-hmm. Handing them uh, beers readily. And they even did something after the match. They had a little clip of them backstage, and uh, one of the young bucks was insinuating that. And alcohol is causing his attitude problems Some shit like that Yeah um, But yeah so I mean that match When that ended um, They're still doing this thing with Kenny Omega and Pac So Pac came on the screen um, They showed him He was basically threatening Rio Saying if Kenny Omega didn't do, didn't accept the match That he was going to do something to Rio uh, After Omega accepted um, he, he, Pac said that he wasn't what, I don't think he said Did he say he wasn't gonna hurt Rio or he doesn't hit women He wasn't He's not gonna to touch a woman that. Or something like that Yeah Yeah Something towards that effect um, But then he says She will And uh, Nyla Rose came out And fucking powerbombed Rio Through a table Yep Yep And that's how that ended <laughs> For Rio I know dog <laughs> uh, So after that We had Um Joey Janela versus Kip Sabian. That uh, had its moments. What happened? I said that match had its moments too. Had its moments, but this whole storyline, from what, because I, I looked shit up online for this shit, mm-hmm. there's a lot behind the scenes that they're not working into the storyline that would make the storyline way better. Uh, okay. Uh, like they they mentioned that Joey Janela used to date that girl Penelope Ford, but mm-hmm. they're not like going into the fact that it's like real relationships. It's not just for these storylines. Nah. Like Joey Janela and Penelope Ford really broke up, and now Penelope Ford is really dating Kip Sabian. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Um, but yeah, so so this match had its moments. I mean, it wasn't the best match of the of the night, but it had its moments, like you said. Um, towards the end of the match, Penelope Ford came up and kissed Sabian, which uh, Joey Janela tried to like attack them both. I would say because she was still staying there. Yeah. Uh, but Sabian moved out of the way, and he ended up knocking Ford to the outside. And then Sabian took advantage and rolled up Janela with a handful of tights and stole the win. Yep. Um, was that the co-main? Yeah, that was the co-main event. Because the main event wasn't even really a fight. It was just Cody getting whipped. Yep, during Black uh, History Month. Tight. <laughs> oh, shit, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, that was the that first thing I thought up. about. <laughs> Holy shit. But I'm sure his wife was like... I'm sure his wife was like, do it, because if... I was like, you know, with Jess and she was a wrestler. I'm like, fuck yeah, you better do that shit during Black History Month. It's going to get people pissed off or at least talking about it. But I don't know if it worked or if anybody's yeah, made that connection. I didn't see any backlash or anything. No, I didn't either. Cause I, honestly, because they handled it well. Yeah, they did. And I, yeah, I didn't even put two and two together. Wow. Uh, but yeah, so Cody, one of the stipulations to 
get a match with MJF was these 10 lashes. Uh, next week, he got to fight Wardlow in, the, in their, uh, AEW's first ever cage match. Um, but yeah, so he um, they came down to the ring. Instead of MJF using his belt, he demanded Cody's belt to whip him to add a little more insult to injury. Mm-hmm. Um, after the first, after he gave him the first lash, uh, a bunch of AEW heels came out and were watching from the stage area. Yeah. Uh, after the second lash, Cody got in MJF's face like he was gonna fuck him up. But obviously, another one of the stipulations was he can't touch MJF until Revolution. So MJF is just milking it, trying to get Cody to hit him as much as he could through this entire process. Um, after the third. Cody dropped to his knees. Arn Anderson came down and tried to like cheer Cody on. After the fourth and uh, fourth and fifth ones, Dustin came. His brother Dustin Rhodes came down and um, said he wanted to take the last five for Cody, but MJF told me he couldn't. It's tall on Cody. So then Cody takes six and seven, and then that's when the Young Bucks come down to support Cody. Uh, after the eighth one. Wardlow steps in and takes the ninth, which was the hardest one of them all. You heard the snap from that one? Fuck yeah. Uh, yeah, hell yeah. It's a round sound, my guy. He put everything into that. <laughs> yeah, that shit was brutal, though. <laughs> um, Man. After that, Cody was just, he was basically crawling around. He wasn't standing anymore. That's when his wife, Brandy Rhodes, came down, uh, gave him a kiss, and then Cody got back into it. Stood up and MJF hit him with, uh, straight across the chest for the 10th one. And MJF was pissed, obviously, because Cody went through the whole thing. So right. now the match is still on. Uh, he thought Cody was going to quit, but he didn't. And uh, as Brandy, Dustin, and Young Bucks and everybody else was helping Cody up, MJF kicked him in the balls. And then him and Wardlow ran through the crowd. Uh, did you notice at the end that it looked like a fan was attacking them? No, I didn't see that. <laughs> yeah, so it, it happened pretty quick, and it kind of a, a lot of it happened out of camera, like out of the frame. It actually, my recording cut. Oh, it did. Oh, yeah, okay. so like I saw all that shit. Oh yeah, yeah, because they were running. Yeah, they did run a, a bit long. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so it looked like a fan was attacking them. But um, I was looking it up online. Because, um, like I said, it, it was like out of frame and shit, so I wasn't sure what happened. I was looking to see what people were talking about. And then when I did, a lot of people were saying that it, it looked like it was Frankie Kazarian from SCU. Huh. Um, they said they were like freeze framing and they saying it looks a lot like him. So I don't know if it was staged to look like it was supposed to be a fan or if this was just him going after them and like. Uh, yeah, I, I have no idea. Uh, they didn't really go into. They didn't re- really acknowledge it during the the um, television show either. So I don't know if that was supposed to happen or not. Uh-huh. Now, uh, now we talked about fake fighting. Um, some real fighting. Did you know that Nyla Rose is uh, transgender? I did not. No, I just like because I wanted to see what her moves were called. And she's like, she's apparently the first openly transgender wrestler ever. So good for her. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, had no idea. Tight, but real wrestling, real fighting, dog. Real fights. 
Real fights. Yeah, we had we had a little bit of a uh, group party on Xbox going on during this shit. Oh, that's gonna be a thing going forward too. Oh, nice. I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wasn't. I didn't know my cousin was gonna come over. If not, I would have stayed in for the whole thing. Oh, but, that's all good. Um, yeah. Uh, so starting off the main card, we had Derek Lewis versus uh, Alia Latifi. <laughs> uh, Derek Lewis won this one by unanimous decision. Uh, like I said, we were all in the in the group, uh, the party chat, and we were all saying he got uh, Latifi got robbed. Absolutely, there's no question about that. Honestly, I went back and rewatched it today. Okay, you could argue Lewis won that. Okay, okay. Uh, so yeah, Latifi scored the takedowns. He was dominating uh, in the clinch and shit like that, but he didn't do any damage. No, he didn't. He didn't advance any positions. He wasn't threatening it with any submissions. No, and that's what we were saying. Like, um, Lewis was definitely more aggressive when he could yeah. be during that whole yeah, fight. He was the aggressor. He was landing more of the significant strikes. Throwing those fucking flying knees for such a big dude was was crazy. Yeah, to that see. shit was crazy. It was. Uh, so yeah, watching it today, I could, I can I can see that decision happening. Unanimous might be a little of a force. But I can, I definitely can see them giving that to Lewis. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah so like yeah. I said, Lewis won that by unanimous decision. Uh, then we had uh, Dan. Well, how would they say this dude's last name? Uh, Ige. Ige. Yeah. Ige. Yeah, that's how they were pronouncing Ige. it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Dan Ige defeated Mirsad Bektik by split decision. Um, and we had Justin Taffa defeating Juan Adams by TKO in the first round. Uh, this was a big, big knockout. Um, Taffa was pushed forward and caught Adams with an overhand right that rocked him, pushed him back up against the cage. Uh, as soon as Taffa got to him, he fucking hit him with an uppercut that dropped him. Adams, like, just out of instinct and muscle memory, he's like, started reaching for his legs, trying to get a takedown. But Taffa ended up landing like two or three more shots, I think it was, yeah. before. Uh, well, no, the, the ref was already moving in after the uppercut, but he just didn't get there in time. Um, and Taffa landed like two or three more shots to seal the deal. Got the win there. Uh, I was actually going to call that before when we were in the group chat, but I didn't. It's all good. He was going to win. I like Taffa. He's, he's a good fighter. Uh, then that's when I jumped out of the chat. Um, no, what I, yeah, no, you, you watched the Valentina no, fight. I was, in the chat. I was in the chat for the Valentina fight. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Valentina and Caitlin Shikajian or Sikajian. Yes. Yeah, um, this is that. for the women's flyweight championship. Valentina Shevchenko ended up winning that by TKO in the third round due to punches. Um, in the third round, Shukagian. Shukagian. She threw a body kick that Valentina caught, and then she tried to jump and pull guard, which she bailed on like almost instantly. <laughs> and as soon as she bailed on that, Valentina used the, the body lock she had to, to get a trip takedown. As soon as she did that, she moved into side control and basically got the crucifix right away. Yeah, it was instant. Um, so obviously crucifix, just think of what a crucifix is. Uh, she's 
got her arm, one arm trapped with her legs, the other arm trapped with one of her arms, and then she just starts punching Caitlyn Chikagian in the face. <laughs> and I, I think I counted like twenty-one. Yeah, she was beat. I, I didn't count, but yeah, she, she hit her a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like at least twenty. Um, to, to Chikagian's face, and obviously she got her hands trapped. She can't defend any of those, so the ref had to jump in and stop it. Um, yeah, yeah, I do not see anybody being Valentina anytime soon. Nah, she's about she's to run. She's running through that shit for years. And uh, in the main event, we had John Jones defending his lightweight title versus Dominic Reyes. Uh, this one went the distance, and it was a great fight. Yeah. How did you guys see? It? Well, I jumped out of the chat at this point. How did you guys see that fight? Um, you got to beat the champ. Exactly. Yeah, that's what we, I was. They were like, "Yo, he's he's going hard," but I was like, "He's he's keeping up, but he's not decidedly beating him." And then when the fourth and fifth round, you know, the championship rounds hit, obviously that's when John Jones was just like picking his shots, but they were fucking effective. Um, yeah. And yeah, you got to beat the champ. You got to beat the champ. So that's how so I, I feel seen, about that one. I seen a lot of pros were saying Reyes. Well, it was three two Reyes, uh, which. I can see, depending mm-hmm. on who the judge is, I can see that happening. But I didn't have it that way. I had a 3-2 Jones yeah, because all of the big shots that Reyes was throwing, like, yeah, they were hitting Jones, but he was either blocking them completely yep. or kind of blocking them. Yep. There were only a few shots like that big uppercut. There were only a few shots that hit him clean. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, just Jones pressure throughout the fight, controlling the center of the octagon, then eventually scoring the takedowns and beating them up in, in four and five. Right. Like yeah, I had Jones winning that easily. Yep, same like, shit. I could see the argument for for Reyes winning. Yeah, no, I can, I understand it too, but he didn't. I agree. That's funny because that's literally what we were all saying in the party. Yeah. Yeah, I see a lot of that. Like a lot of people were saying they had Reyes on the cards, but they could see Jones winning. Like you said, you gotta beat the champ. Yep. Like Dana says, never leave it in the judges' hands. Exactly, man. Especially that so, night, dog. Yeah. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. Good fight, though. Yeah, yeah, great fight. Reyes actually won me over. There was something about him, like when I was watching all the the embeddeds and the the countdowns of this fight. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's something about him I wasn't liking, but he, he kind of won me over in this. Yeah, no, he's he's a great fighter. Yeah, he put on a hell of a performance. Yep. Um, speaking of performance, vroom vroom, vroom vroom. Ooh. First official racing happened today. Oh. Uh, we had the first of the Daytona events. We had the auto, Advanced Auto Parts Clash at Daytona. Um, so this one, it's it's 18 cars, 75 laps. It's split into two stages. The first one's 25 laps. The second one's 50. Um, and it's, like I said, 18 cars. So it's either anybody who won the pole last year. So anybody who started in the first position in any race last year, mm-hmm. former Clash winners, former 500 winners, former 500 pole winners, and then the, um, any of the 2019 playoff drivers were eligible. And then it's a um, a random drawing to see who the 18 cars are. Ah, okay. I'm going to go over um, like all 18 cars. Uh, but out of the 18 cars, only six of them were actually able to cross the finish line. 
because they were Rex galore in this fucking thing. Hell yeah. Um, almost everybody involved in this shit lost their backup card for Daytona. Uh, so a lot of teams may be fucked if crashes like this happen during the 500. Nice. But uh, top, well, since there were only six cars, let's say the top six. Uh, we had Eric Jones winning the clash in the number 20. Um, Austin Dillon was in second in the number three car. Uh, Clint Boyer in the 14 was third. Kyle Larson in the 42 was in fourth. Ryan Newman was um, fifth in the number six car. And then Danny Hamlin was um, sixth in the number 11. But he was he was like a lap down. Um, what happened, because of all the wrecks and stuff, they, they went into overtime. And this ended up being the longest clash ever. I think they ended up doing like 80-something laps when they were only supposed to be 75 because oh, wow. of it. Um, since Danny Hamlin was a lap down, he was actually like in second place, but since he was a lap down, he obviously he wasn't in, really in second. So he just kind of pushed Eric Jones in the last restart um, for the last lap and for him to get the win. It was basically all Austin Dillon before that. But yeah, so that was the first, um, first event of Speed Week. Uh, next up is the duels, which are going to be Thursday night. Uh, so there's two duels, uh, both of them are 60 laps each. Um, so yeah. this is to determine how the field starts for Daytona 500. Okay. Um, they had qualifying today, which the two fastest laps are locked in for first and second. So that's Ricky Stenhouse got the pole, and then my boy Alex Bowman is starting on the outside in the second position. Mm-hmm. And the duels are to determine who runs behind them. So in duel one, it's all the odd number positions. So basically, if you finish qualifying in first, third, and so on, yeah. you're in duel one. And okay. then the winner, like the the results of that, determine the result, the order of the inside row for Daytona. In the second duel, it's all the evens, and that determines the outside row for Daytona. Uh, so that's going to be the Blue Green Vacations duel on Thursday, the 13th. Uh, first race is at 7, the second one probably going to be around 8.45, 9 o'clock. And then the 62nd running of the Daytona 500 is next Sunday, and that is around 2.30 Eastern, so figure it out for you guys if you're going to watch. <laughs> Word. Fucking racing. Daytona. Let's go away. Fucking. You know we're using that song next week, so be prepared. All right, I'm, I'm ready. Fucking uh, Monster Jam was dope as fuck. Speaking of racing. I seen that. I Bro. always wanted to go to one of those shits. You have to go if there's one in Boston. You did have they do to. Any of the car crushing? Like, did they have any of that, or was it just that? Uh, it was just that because the, the, the thing that they set up. It was just that shit. It was a. Uh, it's that's the other thing too. I was like, wow, I I have to go to an outdoor one now because like yeah, the arenas the are that, not the ones as big. That the fucking football arenas are the ones that right. are the shit. Yeah, those ones are the crazy shits. But yeah, it was still dope though. Like, oh wow. Yeah, I've yeah. always wanted to go. I've, I've been thinking about taking a JJ to one, but all the ones that I've been seeing that come out here usually go to Worcester, which is like like the one you went to indoors. It's still I'm dope. For another one at Foxborough. It's still dope. I know, I know, but I want to go to one at Foxborough. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. 
Fuck. Maybe try and get one of those next time they come out here. Yeah, boy. Yeah, that shit looked dope. Grave Digger was awesome. That was always my favorite. Of course. Like, hell yeah. Grave Digger. Yeah, it was tight. Yeah, it was cool as fuck. It was loud. But it wasn't, like, obnoxiously loud. Like, it was... The NASCAR race we went to years ago was way louder than that shit. Because it's only one truck at a time, or two at a time, you know? So it's not... Fucking thirty something cars yeah. whipping by Just you. Fucking yeah, hundred eighty miles an hour. Exactly. But uh, word. Uh, where can they follow you, sir? Uh, follow me at Game Forty Four. Follow that nigga. Appreciate you, my dude. We'll hear from you next week. Alright, man. Talk to you next week. Alright, bro. Five hundred. Yep. Peace. Peace. Yo, good looks, my guy. Always appreciate. The bullshit that we have. It's gonna be his Super Bowl next week. I know he gets like two Super Bowls. Yeah, but I mean, you know. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because like the five hundred, and then you get the fucking end of the season. And you get the champion. Like fuck uh, you, true, fuck but... you, and NASCAR, nigga. No, sir. <laughs> <laughs> the big sports only need one ending. Hey, that's real. <laughs> that's real. NBA championship, World Series, Super Bowl, I mean Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> we out here. But uh the big game. The big game. <laughs> uh speaking of the big game, I believe uh the NBA All Star game is uh next uh, is it I next think week? This week this this upcoming week is the break into the weekend is the game. Okay. That's happening. So, this week is like NBA week, so, you know, they'll have all their shit leading up to it. Yeah. The rookie game and all that. Yes, yes. Oh, we're back in second place. Yes, yes, yes. So, yeah, go ahead. Do those standings on the West Coast, dog. I heard you. On the West, on the Western Conference, the only conference that matters. Uh, <laughs> like I said, the Lakers... We'll never lose another game. Are currently atop at uh, 39 and 12. Uh, Denver falling closely back in number two, maybe uh, 37 and 16. Followed by the Clippers, Utah, and Houston rounding up that top five. But it's uh, it's a tight race. We're only three games behind the Lakers, so that's not bad at all. In the East side, you know, we we got the Bucks. 45 wins, 7 losses. Raptors, 2nd place, 39-14. Celtics, 3rd place, 37-15. Heat, 4th place, 34-18. And the 76ers in the 5th place with 33 wins and 21 losses. So the Milwaukee is Bucks. Miami, huh? Is like Miami good? I mean, yeah. Eric Spolster's. Like, I, don't, I don't know anybody who's on that fucking team. I mean, you know Eric Spolstra, and he's getting the best out of those players. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I'm just let me look up their roster right now. Let me. As yeah. a casual NBA fan, the Bucks have the okay, best they got record. Jimmy Butler, that's not he's a he's a legit superstar. Oh yeah, Jimmy Butler's legit. Yeah. Oh, and Andre Iguodala just got traded to him. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, they they they're actually they they're trying to make some moves. Getting ready for uh, getting ready for playoffs. Getting ready for them playoffs, and I'm getting ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Well, no, it's just it's just surprising. I just 
like I said, I didn't know Jimmy. I didn't even know Jimmy Butler was on the team. <laughs> Young Jimmy Butler or old Jimmy Butler, depending on your age. But uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, he's young in terms of life. He's old in terms of NBA life. Yeah, young, old, young old Jimmy Butler, Jim Rold. <laughs> like when people are like, "Oh man, that player's so old." I'm like, "He is 26." Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but he's been in the league for like eight years. I guess. So like, that's true. But he's still super young. <laughs> he's hitting his prime, yo. Oh man. But uh, yeah, we are we're fucking done. Thank you guys for listening to the show. Follow us all collectively at TMS Report on the internets everywhere. Julie, I'm at Julian T Mitchell because that's the name. And I'm at the Beatnik. Thank you guys so much, and enjoy all this Ghostface Killer. Peace. Started lowlanders plus the mural is dope. Airbrush WB stop. Shake your body, body. And cop a couple of these. She's a hottie, hottie. Put a rough rider on my dick, bust right through him Come out your shirt, insert the party rhyme Fire Dr. Berserk, Bacardi Lime With passion it takes to shake your Calvin Climber For the floor gets moist, case and follow mine Swallow nine, model dimes from Bahamas Slim doodle makers stuffed inside pajamas Julio.